Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for this day. Thank you for this great opportunity, again, to represent you. Uh, we don't take it for granted. And so we just honored uh, from the bottom of our heart uh, that you chose us uh, to share your word. And Lord, we thank you for everyone that hear our voice today uh, because of you. And no one comes except you draw them. So the message you have for them is for them, uh, and I thank you. I thank you for this great opportunity. Love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm excited again today. I'm always excited uh, when God does something special for me. And so uh, and whenever he gives me an opportunity to speak to you all, that's special to me. I don't, I don't take that for granted uh, because people could be a lot of different places, uh, but they choose uh, to worship the Lord with you. So I just want to say thank you. You guys are amazing. I mean, absolutely amazing. And um, I want you to know that. Uh, God made a choice um, uh, in the beginning of time. Uh, God made a choice. And God made a choice. And his choice uh, was that he wanted to uh, colonize earth. Um, and he wanted um, his spirit to reign. Uh, things got kind of like uh, interrupted and hijacked. Um, and things got kind of crazy. And when things got crazy, God decided he made a choice uh, to just end it all in a flood. Uh, because on the other side of the flood, um, the spirits had gotten so bad, the guys had gotten so bad, people had gotten so wicked and so evil, um, that things had gotten so out of control, um, the guy said, I just can't take this thing no more. And then he decided that he wanted to uh, uh, go a different direction. Uh, I want you to understand that life is about choices, and everybody has choices. Uh, so when God had a choice, uh, he made a big choice when he chose to bring you into the world. Uh, that was important, and it was intentional, because he loved you, and he made a choice uh, that you would be born into this world and be impactful. And he had a mission and a vision for you uh, in this world. And he didn't want—he didn't care what the enemy or anyone else uh, meant or tried to do. Uh, his goal and his mission would be accomplished. Um, so I want you to understand that you're not an accident, you're not a mistake, uh, you're not a mishap, uh, you're not a bastard child, uh, you guys child, right? So even if your daddy's not there, uh, you're God's child. Even if your mom's not there, you got, if you was raised by your grandparents, uh, I just want you to know God intended for you to be raised by your grandparents. Whatever your situation, your circumstance, God intended for it to happen. If he did not want it to happen, uh, he would have made a different choice for your life. Right? And so uh, be appreciative. I know sometimes we, we're not grateful uh, for things that happen in our life, but uh, he said in his word that it all works together for the good for them that love the Lord. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't feel good, um, but it is good, right? And sometimes we don't realize it's good till later, right? Uh, but it is good. And so God made a choice. Pierre, I just love you and your wife outfit today. Y'all matching. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why you thought you're going to get, I don't know why you thought you're going to come in here and they're going to get by and I not say nothing. You know what I'm saying? You knew I had to say something, Pierre. You know I had to get you. You know what I'm saying? I've been, I was sitting there a long time. So I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, now, so... <laughs> All right, Pierre's my, hey, that's one, of my, that's one of my biggest cheerleaders, so I had to mess with him all the time. This is a, a choice. Uh, I want to talk about choice because uh, we have a choice. Now, I want to share this before I get into this scripture. So often, man, things happen to people, right? Sometimes through our parents, our grandparents, to our children, things happen to us. Uh, but sometimes we see something happen and we say, 
uh, I can't believe God allowed that to happen. And, and we get angry with God and get bent out of shape over God. And we say, but uh, if God was here, this wouldn't happen over here. I understand all that. And I'm going to try to address that. I hope I get across the field and address it. But I want you to know something, right? For God so loved the world, right, that the world was in such a mess that he made a choice, right, to, to send his spirit back in the earth, in the minds of men, right, so they can have a choice, man, to choose him to have a better life, right? Uh, because the enemy was trying to get us to self-destruct, and God did not want us to self-destruct, so he gave us his spirit in the earth uh, to help us be everything he intended for us to be. And the beauty of God is he laced his choice with love. And love covers a multitude of faults, right? And so that's why I, I love it that he chose to lace his choice with love, and then he gave us his spirit. That's important. Now, I want you to listen to me. Listen to me well. Today, right, you will become what you choose today. Or tomorrow, I mean, you will become what you choose today. Tomorrow, everybody said tomorrow. tomorrow. I will become the choice I make today. You are what you choose, right? You are what you choose. To. Now, the beauty of God is that we made a choice to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But we made a choice to make God our spiritual leader. Um, we made a choice to give our life to God. I was uh, on a trip, in um, a Sankofa trip, and on the Sankofa trip, uh, they partnered you with somebody of a different race. And on this Sankofa trip, Ardina and I went, and it was a powerful, powerful trip, and we were with a white couple, man, out, I think they was out of Eric, Seattle, right? But they, the, the beauty of it was, there was a couple, an older couple, and they, were re they really loved the Lord. I mean, really loved the Lord. And afterwards, we was in this group together, and they joined the group with us. And afterwards, uh, uh, as they was in the group, and they was really trying to figure out things, right? And on the trip, uh, we stopped at a place that was close to the water. And it was like the Underground Railroad was Sojourner Truth. There was a group of people, white people, who lived uh, in this house. And the slaves... What they did was they would take the slaves and they would hide the slaves uh, into the, in the house in the basement. They had a, a, a hole about the size of this, or maybe a little bit smaller. And these, it was so small I couldn't believe they got in it. But it's almost like a mice. You can fit in anything when you're in trouble, right? But, so they got in the thing and they would go underground and they had a turtle man to take them to the, to the ocean. And then when they got to the ocean, the ship would be there or the boat would be there and then they would get in the boat and then the boat, it was other white people on the boat, and the boat would take them north to freedom, right? And um, so these people, uh, in the event that they had got caught, they would have lost their lives, right? But they had made a commitment uh, to give their life to Christ. They made a choice that they was going to serve God even if it cost them their life. They felt like humanity uh, was important for all of us, and every man should be free. No man should be a slave. And they says, I'm willing to put my life on the line. 
in order to do it. So, you know, a lot of people say, well, this person like this here and all people like this here. I just want you to know all people are not. You have good in everything and you have bad in everything, right? <laughs> and so people make choices, right? And so uh, I thought about that and I, and I told you guys about a movie I watched called The, uh, 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 the, uh, the, uh, the Green Book. And in The Green Book, Brad, uh, I told you about it. The Green Book was a powerful book. But the book that made it so powerful was as people would travel to the north, from, the, from the north to the south to visit their families, there were sundown towns. For those the young people who don't know sundown towns, we got to get your history. But sundown towns were towns you couldn't be in when the sun went down. In the event that you got caught with the sun down and you was there, you could literally lose your entire life, right? And so there were places along the path to get south that you could only eat at, right? And there were certain places you could only get gas. They, they didn't call them gas stations. They called them filler stations, right, where you fill your car up. So there were filler stations along the way, and there were restaurants along the way, and there were uh, lodging places along the way. That in the event that you got tired or whatever and you had to get some rest, uh, make sure you have enough gas to get past that town, right? Because getting gas could cost you your life. Uh, if you was hungry, uh, I remember my mama used to take us to Mississippi, and she would make fried chicken and bologna sandwiches and all that because we weren't going to stop and eat no along the way. Now, this is in the 70s, right? Uh, and so uh, she had made sure we had enough food, right? Part of it because we was broke, but the other part because, you know, you had to stop, right? The, so the, uh, right? But the, the thing was that this book called The Green Book, was vetted. People were vetted, right? So if you made the book, right, um, we could stop at your restaurant and eat. Or if you made the book, we could stop at your filler station and get gas in the event that we was low on gas or we were so tired and we need to get some rest, we could stop at your place of lodging uh, if you made the book. But if you weren't in the book, I don't care what the sign said, we keep going, right? Uh, because uh, they may put up a sign that say you're welcome, uh, but at the same time, they had a mob waiting on you, right? Uh, now, uh, why did I tell you the story? Because uh, people made choices, right? And, uh, and they were vetted because they made choices. Because they made a choice to follow Christ, and they had God conscious, they made a choice that I'm willing to put it all on the line for the, for the sake of Christ. Jesus said that some people uh, make choices to serve me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They choose to come and fake it until they make it, right? He said, uh, he said and they, they talk about me, but they really don't serve me, but I know who they are. He said, but there's some people, man, that's willing to give their life up for me. So the question is, what choice did you make? What choice did you make? Did you make a choice that would change your life forever? And did you make a choice when you accepted God and you accepted Christ. Did you make a choice that I was going to live for him, right, whatever it cost me, right? And so making a choice is important because it makes a difference what happens tomorrow. It, would ha it makes a difference what happened when I go to your place of business or when I come to your neighborhood uh, or, or I stop at your place uh, uh, or your residence because I'm thirsty or I'm hungry. Uh, because you made a choice, right, uh, it affects not only you tomorrow, but everybody else that come in contact with you, right? So when we made a choice to accept God into our life, it should have made a difference, right? But there's a benefit into making this choice. It's a benefit. 
Everybody said benefit. It's a serious benefit in making choices and making God the center of your life and making Jesus the center of your life. There's a benefit, kids, uh, young kids. It's a benefit uh, in serving the Lord. So that, there's some people who made a choice to say, you know, I, I, I don't want to do religion no more. I, I don't want to do that. They don't really understand religion, but they really say, I just don't want to do church. They, they, they don't understand it. The, 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 the spiritual aspect of having a relationship with God is too crucial. And when we make a choice, man, to walk away from it, we walk it into something, and we don't know what we're walking into. Now, some people have walked away, and they became spiritual, and I mean they are for real, and they on fire for God. Don't get me wrong. But there's some people, man, who just made a choice. They wanted to walk away because they wanted to do them. And they use other people for excuses. I don't want you to be that person. So I'm going to try to help you out today and show you the benefit of making a choice and making God your choice. Because here's the thing. You are God with skin on. I want you to understand. Don't let nobody tell you anything different. They're going to talk about all that kind of stuff. I just want you to know we are an expression of God. Everything. We are that spark. We are that that representation of him. Now, uh, people don't want to tell you that because if, if you think you are and you know you are, then I don't need you, right? Uh, I can do this thing on my own. I just want you to know uh, with him you can do all things, right? And you don't really need anybody. You just need to know who you are and whose you are. And when you make a choice, in, in your mind, you, you change the way you behave. You change the way you talk. So since God downloaded himself in you, because his spirit is in you, and he rests in your mind, all right, I don't care who you are, and he rests, and you have the opportunity to reflect him, uh, you need to make that choice. Because he's not going to twist your arm, right? He's just going to give you opportunity to make a choice, right? And I'm going to try to help you with that today. Now, there's a story of a young man by the name of Joshua. Joshua was a man who loved God with all of his heart. But he had a leader by the name of Moses. Moses uh, was a young man who grew up uh, in a very wealthy home, but he really was a slave, right? And, uh, and he really couldn't, um, he saw some stuff going on, and he decided to, to do something that uh, created some disturbance, and he had to get on the run. So Moses took off on the run, and he goes into the wilderness and had this encounter uh, with God. On this encounter, God tell Moses, Moses, the children of Israel is in Egypt in trouble, and they're struggling. They've been calling out to me, and I need them delivered from the hands of the Egyptians. He says, I want you to go back and tell the children of Israel that I'm coming to deliver them. I've heard them, and I've heard their cry, right? Now, the, 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 the beauty of it is God heard their cry when they cried, and he came and delivered them. But on the way out of Egypt, the children of Israel was in the wilderness, wilderness, and they got hungry and thirsty, and they were eating, and God told them, don't worry, I got you. I'm going to feed you, and I'm going to take care of all your needs. But the children of Israel, now listen to me very carefully, uh, decided that they really wanted to go against God. So they made a conscious choice that I'm going to rebel against God. So what God did, Anissa, God took the children of Israel, got them out there, and he fed them quail and manna because they didn't have anything to eat. So he fed them, and he told them, now listen to me. 
I'm going to take care of you every day. You just got to trust me, right? Now, I'm going to give you enough for you. And he was really getting them ready for the promised land. Everybody's getting ready for the promised land. I'm going to give you enough so you can depend on me. Don't store any up for tomorrow. Let me be your God of tomorrow, right? I'm going to take care of you. Now, they're out there and they're hungry. He feeds them uh, uh, manna from heaven and quail. So he feeds them, and the food is so good, but they're out in the wilderness. Now, they're full. Now, I want you to understand that. They're full. They're not even hungry no more. So they got to get back on the journey and start to move. God said, don't store up anything. They made a choice to rebel against God because they did not trust him, and they, they got some extra manna because it was so much, and they started storing it in their pouches and, and in their clothes and because uh, they said, I don't trust the God who supplied my needs the day before. So I'm going to make a choice to put some up just in case he changed his mind. What God did was he put it, he didn't stop them, but he put worms in it. And, and worms got inside of it and they couldn't eat it. Because God said, when I tell you to do something, I want to know that I can trust you knowing that I'm going to supply all your need. Now, here's the deal. Now, as they were moving, and, and God had to take care of them, and just like rebellious people, and they kept on going, and then they kept going, and then all of a sudden, they got so disturbed, they made a choice. They told Moses, I don't really care about your God and what he can do. I need you, even though God has been doing this here, because he has not given us prime rib, right, uh, and, and, and filet mignon, and, and, and I want some good chicken. You know, I don't want the, the other stuff. I want the good stuff. And since he's not blessing us with the best and the choice of stuff, I want to go back to where I came from. Send us back to Egypt. I want to go back, right, to where the gods of the Egyptians oppressed us that we begged you to deliver us from. Take me back. Right? God said, hold it now. Uh, you, you don't really know what you're asking for. They said, take us back. And they start complaining. God says, all right then. He said, but I'm telling you what, I'm not going to let you go back because my word, I gave you my word, I would deliver. But every one of you all who made that choice, not a one of you all would make it to the promised land. So everybody that was 20 years and older all died never making it to the promised land because they made a choice not to trust God. Listen, they made a choice to follow him, but not really follow him. How many of us say we come to church and we say we follow him, but we don't really follow him? We make a choice to make everybody think we saved, but we really not saved. We put on a show and we put on a front, and we make a choice to make people believe that we're saved. Right? Uh, it cost them literally their lives. Right. And uh, so when we make a choice uh, and we don't choose God and we choose ourselves, I just want you to know everything you have is because of him. Don't you fool yourself thinking because you got an education uh, and you got a nice job is you. I promise you it's not you. There are millions of people in this world with the same education you got don't have nothing. I just want you to understand that. All right. It's a whole lot of people got houses like yours but can't pay the note. 
right? It's a whole lot of people got cars, man. They beg and hoping they don't repossess. All right, so I, I want you to understand. So don't get caught up uh, in that. Understand that God blessed me, right? And I, so now I got to make a choice. Since I said I'm a follower of him, then I better live like I say I am. Because there are dire consequences when I make a choice contrary to. Right? It can literally cost me everything. My relationships, my job, my family, everything. I could lose it all uh, when I allow Satan and his, his imps or his spirits to lead me contrary to God. Everybody said the power of choice. All right, so now think about your choices. Now, now if you want to be blessed, and, uh, and I'm telling you, uh, it, you somebody. Uh, if you wasn't somebody, uh, God would have never brought you here. He said, I need you to understand who you are, right? He said, I bring people here to tell you who you are and try to motivate you, but you need to know who you are. You need to know who you are and who you are, right? And start making choices accordingly. Now, so Joshua, uh, here's Joshua. Joshua was Moses, Moses' uh, uh, a successor, and Joshua was a young man who uh, Moses sent over to the promised land, JB. So Moses sent Joshua and Caleb and a couple more people over to the promised land because God is about to bless them, and he's bringing them out of slavery into prosperity. And this ain't no prosperity gospel, but he brought them out of slavery into prosperity. They about to go to a land that was flowing with milk and honey, a land where everything looks so good and, and the grapes are, uh, are so beautiful and the fruit is great. He said, I'm about, I'm about to take you over to this land, and I'm going to show you. So Joshua goes over, he looked. And the men are giants, and the grapes are so huge, and they're giants. So uh, some of the guys come back and say, listen, Moses, yes, everything that God said it was, it is. But uh, they, we are like grasshoppers to them. All right? they just too big. We can't overtake them. But Joshua said, hold it. I know the God I serve. I saw the guy who delivered us out of the hands of the enemy. I know what he's able to do. Because he had faith and confidence. So he told Moses, listen, uh, we can do this. Let's go. Uh, so my choice, Moses, now do what you want. But my choice is we go and take the land. God said, I like you. You are right, Moses. Right? Now, uh, I mean, I, I like you, Joshua. Now, Moses, on the process, was one of God's chosen men. So Moses go and the people are, uh, are saved, but they're not saved. So the people act like they love God, and they don't. And they plan like they love God, and they don't. And they, uh, they act like they delivered, but they ain't. So they go out there, and they clown, and Moses goes to have a conversation with God, and Moses gets back, and they, they worshiping golden calves and having a party, drinking Hennessy and, you know what I'm saying, smoking a little weed, you know what I'm saying. They had a couple of weed joints on the corner. They got all the, they got high. You know, you know they was doing, they do, this really happened, y'all. I'm not talking to y'all, read it in the Bible. So this thing was really going on, right? And, uh, and so what happened was, uh, they come back, and Moses so angry because Moses was righteous. Moses so angry, Moses came back and, and, and got so angry, he smote the rock. He made a choice. Everybody said choice. God told Moses, said, Moses, I want you to go back to them. God knew what Moses was going to face. He knew the people. He knew their hearts. He said, now, when you go back, he said, now, listen, I want you to speak to the rock, and the rock going to give you water and all that. When Moses came back, God had already given instruction. But Moses made a choice. Moses come back, and he let his emotions get in the way. 
He has emotion. And he looked at the people and didn't realize that there was a spirit behind the people that had been following them from before the flood. And that spirit had got in so many of them, and they had not been delivered yet. So Moses comes, and he sees the rock, and he smokes the rock. He's so mad at him. Now, remember, he's God's chosen man. He's so mad, he smokes the rock. He made a choice, a time to live. And when he made the choice to do it, God got angry. And God told Moses, I chose you as my leader, right? He said, but you didn't do what I told you to do. He said, because you got angry and you let your emotions get the best of you, and you did, you made a choice to do contrary to what I told you. I told you to speak to the rock, and you smote it. He said, now I want to take you up on a mountain so you can see this land that Joshua was talking about. So he goes onto the mountain. He sees it, and he's a beautiful. He said, but you won't go. Even though you're the leader, you won't lead them there. Even though I chose you to lead them because you made a choice contrary to me. Because you can't choose to serve me and do something opposite. I don't care who you are. So Moses got a chance to go up on the mountain. He gave the law, and everybody talking about Moses, how great he is. But Moses never made it to the promised land because Moses rebelled against God. He did something contrary to God. He made a choice, right? Joshua, on the other hand, uh, Joshua, God talked to Joshua, and Joshua, yeah. So now Joshua, we get to hear Joshua's testimony, and then we're going to go in the song, and we're going to wrap this thing up. Now watch this here. This is good because when you leave here, you're going to make a choice. Do you want to choose God or not? Now listen, you don't get to play with him. Because I don't want us to play with him. I want to know you special. God gave you his Holy Spirit. Don't let nobody tell you anything different. Every one of you all got it. God gave you his Holy Spirit. Now, some people who saved and sanctified full of the Holy Spirit, and they get, they've been baptized and they speak in tongues, they're going to say you ain't got it. I'm telling you, you got it. Right? Now, so the Holy Spirit is in you. I don't care what nobody tell you. It's in you. Now, they're going to say it. They got it. I know they're going to tell you you ain't got it, but just follow them home. You're going to think they ain't got it. Right now, so, 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 you, you, so you, you got it, right? Now, that, that you got to have it to make the decisions. You got to have it. So it's there. Now, so here's now. So Joshua makes this decision. Now, this is important. Don't miss it because you're special. Here's what Joshua. So Joshua comes. Joshua says, now, Joshua is now the leader. Moses is gone, right? So God has now elevated this young man and made him the leader and took Moses and set him down, right? Now Joshua, who trusted God and believed him, he stood up. And he stood up and says, listen, listen to me very well. He says, now, therefore, now he's talking to the people. He said, now, therefore, I want you guys to fear the Lord. He said, I want you to have a, such a reverence for who God is. I don't want you to play with God. Don't, don't, don't talk about it. Don't speak in tongues and, and dance and shout. I don't want you playing. He said, I want you for real. He said, I'm going to know because your heart going to tell it. He said, I want you real. Here's what he said. Now, therefore, Fear the Lord and serve him with sincerity. Everybody says sincerity. He said, I want your heart. Now, when you're serving God, you're working with people. So when you work with people, be honest and trustworthy. Operate in integrity. Nobody cares about you speaking in tongues. They don't give a hoot to toot about you speaking in tongues. They don't care about your dancing, how much you shout. It's irrelevant to them. What matters is, do they know you love the Lord? And they only know that by the way you share your love. So you get to represent him. Here's what he says. He says, now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and what? He says, because we're about to go over here and God is about to bless us like he's never blessed before. You guys are so blessed it's beyond your, some of you guys, I promise you, man, you are living the dream. B being in America alone is the dream. 
I know you don't like it. Y'all get up there, you want to burn the flag, and you want to do all that crazy stuff. If you want to, we're going to send you back somewhere. I promise you, you're in a place where you're blessed beyond your wildest dreams. Right now, there's some places out there, man, where people love God, whatever, man. It's third world countries, they're struggling. People that's been in the military know what I'm talking about. There's some people out there, man, and they love God with all their heart. Right? Uh, but their living condition is, is, is horrendous. Right? But you're blessed. I mean, that apartment, I know you don't like the projects, but it's like a mansion. I promise you. All you got to do is do your research. Right? Now, so now we're about to go over here, and God is about to bless you. Right? Here's what he says. Now, therefore, I want you to fear the Lord as we go in this land and we and do, it, do it right. He says, and put away. And this is good. Don't miss this here. And I'm going to teach this, Melanie, later on. He says, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood. So there must have been a set of gods that was controlling people and those spirits that got a hold to the people and the people was worshiping before God flooded the world. He said, that spirit, your fathers let it allow and it started to control them. So much so, man, they became evil and wicked, and they was doing damnable things. And it got so bad, God said, I got to end it all. But he didn't. He chose Noah and his son uh, to bring him through. But then he says this, on the other side of the flood, and in where? Egypt. All right? He says, and serve ye the Lord. Now watch, those Egyptians down in Egypt, those pharaohs who thought they was God and was controlling people and doing all this stuff and felt like they could lord over people's life and they were treating people so bad. Remember, God had just delivered them from that evilness and that wickedness. But some of the people still served them so much so that they had adopted their lifestyle and they wanted to go back. Now, I think Joshua is talking to the Joshua generation. This is the group of people because the other ones are gone, Stacy. He said, I killed them. Because they didn't want to do right. They didn't want to bleed. So all of them are 20 below they're going. I'm talking to the ones who's going. He said, now, you, this group right here is about to make it in. But don't you forget, you don't want the spirit of your fathers and mothers who wanted to go back and wanted to serve. Because that sometimes you can get in something and it gets the best of you. Right? Or you get in a game and all of a sudden, man, I can't break from the game. I made a blood covenant. And, and they, they make you do stuff, man, you know you would never do in life. Right? But I, I'm in now. You, you're really not in. I just want you to know that. Right? Now, so I want to move on because this is good. And I got I to gotta go across the field. Here's what Joshua kept saying. Now, remember, that you're about to be blessed. Right? So here's what Joshua. And if it seemed evil unto you to serve the Lord, now, why would he say that? So if it's evil, if you think it's so wrong, now, but, uh, now you guys, if you think it's evil, man, to trust God, if you think it's evil or you don't think it's right that I can put all my faith and my confidence in God, if you think that, right, this is what he says. Choose you this day whom you will serve, man. Make a choice. He says, now, if, if you think God is not right and you want to play church, just, just make a choice. Just remember, there's a consequence with every choice. 
right? So then he says this here. He says, uh, whether the guys which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the guys of the Amorites in whose land you now dwell, right? Now listen, he said that you can serve them. And here's what he said. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we making a decision for God I live, for God I die. Now, I got to represent him. It's good. I'm going to make a choice. I don't care what grandmama said. I don't care what mama said. I don't care what my boss. I don't care what's going on. Everybody says it's about me. This is an individual thing. Don't judge your life based on other people, man. God gave you his spirit so you can make a choice. And you got to choose this day who you're going to serve. Patrick, it's like uh, uh, the guy said, hey, man, Patrick, man, can you come over? I heard you uh, do kids' hair and uh, autistic kids. And I got an autistic son. Uh, and you know the guy is making a lot of money, and they got all this money. He says, I heard uh, you do. Yes, man. Uh, can you come and do my son? Yeah, uh, how much you charge? You know, you know the guy's worth about 45 million because he's uh, Elon Musk, right? Right. So you're like, yeah. He said, Pastor, yeah, how much you charge? I charge you $100. He's okay, man, come on, do it. And he good. And Patrick gets the $100, and he all right. And God says, Patrick, that ain't what you've been charging everybody. I, I thought you represent me. You know, I gave you that gift. You, you said you represent me. T tell me why did you charge them more? What spirit got you? Your word is all you have is the truth. Why did you lie to them and say that's what you charge? Well, you know, they got more money. That ain't, that ain't what you do, though. Because the gift is not yours, nor is the money. I make that available to you. So, so you got to choose. Are you going to choose the ones who've been taking advantage of people all along? But you just don't understand. It take, I don't care what it takes. It's about you. And you got to make the right choice. Because you chose to follow God. I, since I follow him, everybody should know I follow him, man, based on my lifestyle. Based on my word. Based on when I'm at home with my kids. Right? When I'm at home with my spouse. Right? My language. My behavior. Uh, it should be reflective. Then he goes on. Mm. He said, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Now, Joshua knew that uh, all the prosperity and everything, man, was going to be there. But God is about to put you in a place, man, where you don't nobody have to be accountable. Now, everybody read Acts chapter 4. In Acts chapter 4, the, there was a group of people uh, that who had gave, given their life to God in Christ. And they, uh, some people had a lot of land and a lot of stuff. And, the, and some people were so poor they had nothing because they had just accepted Christ as their leader. And, uh, and the people that had nothing, uh, God uh, blessed the ones who had to sell what they had so the ones who had not, they can have. Right? So, uh, so what they did was they sold some property and they took the money and then they put it in a pot. And the people who did not have, they wanted to make sure they had. So they said nobody was in lack. Right? So nobody suffered, nobody was in lack. Now, here's the deal. But there was a people... Uh, 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 say, there was a group of people, it was a young lady and her husband who was very wealthy and they had had this property and they sold their property, right? So they everybody getting together, man, it's a hustle. Everybody trying to get, to get everything together, man, so everybody can have enough to eat and a place to stay and they took it 
and they had a house worth $100,000. I'm just giving numbers. And they sold the house for $100,000, and they took the money, and they took $50,000 and gave it to the, the pastor. And they said, here, apostle, here's $50,000 from the sale of the house. And God looked at him, uh, Pat, and he killed him. He killed him dead. Boom, got to die. Right? And so everybody, whoa, what happened? Because uh, the prophets didn't know, and the people didn't know, but God knew. God says, uh, then the prophet, God reveals his man, why, he lied to the Holy Spirit. Right? And because he lied to the Holy Spirit, man, God cut him off. Then his wife comes along, and she, uh, they ask her a question about the property. She said, yeah, this is what we sold it for. She died. And the same people took the husband away, took the wife away. Right? Now, remember, and here's the thing. They said, they didn't have to lie because it was theirs from the beginning. Right? But how many of us make a choice, even though God blessed us, man, we got a lot of people about something that God already blessed us with. He said, just be truthful. Everybody said, be truthful. Now, that's important for you to understand because you got to make this choice to be a believer. Everybody said, be a believer. Now, when I accept God, I got to represent him. All right? Now, and I'm about to wrap this thing up with Psalm 91. And I promise you, it's going to be good. All right? Listen. Psalm 91 is Margaret's favorite song. She, is she here today, Margaret? That's one of her favorite songs, right? But I'm going down to verse number nine. The first part of it uh, is divided into three sections, the individual, the church, and then God. I'm going to talk about the, the church, the congregation portion of it, and individual. It was about confidence. Everybody said confidence. Believing and trusting in the God we serve. I just, got, I just trust him with everything about my life. I am what I am because of him. I don't have nothing if it wasn't for him. Here it is. So Psalms 9, I mean 91 and 9 starts like this. This is good. If you make the Lord your refuge. Now, refuge is, uh, 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 is when I'm in trouble and I'm in, they're about to get me and the enemy's coming out, he'll protect me. So if I make God my protection, whatever you're trying to come up against me, uh, you can't get to me because God got me protected. He won't protect me if I'm lying, if I'm cheating, if I'm manipulating. All right? I'm cheating on my wife. I'm having an affair. I'm doing all kinds. He, he, can't, he can't protect. I can't protect you. You can pray all you want. Guys, I can't protect you until you release the lie and take the blanket off. Here's what he says. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter. Now, shelter means I need somebody. I'm, I'm in trouble. I don't have anywhere to go, and, and I need him to give me something. So, uh, and I need a place to stay, and he uh, give you a shelter, somewhere, man, that you can just lay your head until he bless you later. He said, I'll provide for you, and I'll take it. But, it, but you got to trust him now. Everybody said trust him. This way it get good. And, ooh, I'm going to go across the field. This way it get good. Now, here's what he says. I want everybody to hear me. Kids, hear me. All the kids, hear me well. Right? Here's what the summer said. If you make God, everybody say God. My man, my main woman, my man, whatever you want to call him, your man, your woman, your he, whatever you want to call him, but he's your everything. He said, my everything. I got to trust in him with everything I have because everything I have, Dennis, is for him. Everything I got came from him. Here's the good, here's the good part. If you put everything you have and trust him, and believe it, here's what he says. No evil will conquer you, and no plague will come near your home. And man, that's some protection right there. That's some serious protection. Now, I, I, I can hear some of you all. Uh, the, let, let me finish. I better read the next verse before I say this. Verse number 11. 
For if he will, I mean, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. There will, they will hold you up with their hand so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Here's what he said. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord said, I will rescue those who what? Love me. I will protect those who what? Now, I want to go here. And I want to go back for a second. Look at verse number nine and then we'll go back. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter. Everybody listen. Now, I'm going to come back to 10, then I'm going back. He says, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. Now, your home, I'm not, your home is not your house. Because this is a spiritual journey. Everybody says spiritual journey. He's talking about you. Now, some people, uh, the plague was a terrible plague. Uh, COVID-19 was a mess. It killed more people than the Vietnam War. I think in the Korean War altogether, we lost that many people. It's people sitting in the audience, man, lost their mother. Some people lost their father. Some people lost their grandparents, their children. Very, very traumatic, right? So when you read this verse and it said, no evil will conquer you, a no plague, right? Now, it said, but it did, though. I'm saying it didn't. I'm saying it's an individual thing. Everybody say individual. Now here, I want you to hear me well. And I'm going to jump with the thing and end it in a minute. You're here now. So COVID didn't get you. Right? It didn't get you. Right? It, may have, it tried to touch you. It tried to take you out, but it didn't. Ask me how I know. Say, so how you know? Because you're sitting here talking to me. Okay, now, so now, it's here. Now, here's the thing. Now, no knock on nobody. Listen to me, man. Because I lost people in my family. No, not, right? Here's the deal. Everybody says the individual thing. I don't know the choices they made. I don't know. I just only think. I've been married to Idina for 38 years. Nessa is my love, the love of my life, my daughter. She don't know her daddy. She thinks she does. Idina don't know me. There's some things I would never tell Idina to this day. I go to my grave, she'll never know it. There's some things Nessa would never know. She'll go to her grave and never know. There's some things you would never tell anybody. You'll never tell nobody. But you, you swear to God, you know them. But you don't know them because something, if they told you, you would walk away. You would never have nothing to do with them no more. Right? So, so God shields it so you can't share it. Some stuff you forgot. Right? You won't even tell nobody. Some of you won't tell what happened. So sometimes when people, when choices happen, we don't know what choices people made. We don't know what was going on. How many times have you lied? You don't not. How many times have you lied and told somebody, uh, yeah, that looked nice on you when you know it didn't? <laughs> yeah, I, I really like, Pastor, I really like that sermon, and you know it was the worst one. I'm just being honest, right? So, but, but you do it, so sometimes, People make you think something, and that's not really them. So they make choices, and we don't know what the choice. We don't know the consequence of the choice. 
We don't know. But what we do know is the consequences of our choice. Now this, so when I make the Lord, not my mama, not AJ, not Nessa, not our dinner, but when I make the Lord my refuge, it's on me. And, and I'm here because he blessed me, right? Now, so, now, uh, so understand, it's, everybody's an individual thing. Now I'm going to go back, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to wrap this thing up. Right? And I'm going to verse 16. He says, when you, when they call on me, this guy, when they call on me, I will, what? Sister Darlene, he said, I will answer. Now, some of you, you guys know this here. How many times you called on the Lord and he answered you? You know he answered you because you didn't know which way to go, and the only way you can call on was him. It might be because of the choices you made and the relationship you had. He says, uh, when you make me your choice, he says, uh, when they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. All right, you're talking about a security blanket. You're talking about an insurance policy. That's a serious insurance policy, right? He said, I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. He says, listen, look, Kevin. He said, if you make me your choice, he said, I got you. But you got to make me a choice because you're going to get an opportunity to make another choice. The enemy's going to come and try to get you to make a choice contrary to God. And you're going to have to make a choice. You're going to be between a brick and a hard place. You're going to know right from wrong, and i got to make a choice. Whether I want to skip school or not. Whether I want to go to class or sneak behind the building and do something. Whether I want to not do my homework or do it. Whether I want to lie to my mama and dad or not lie. Whether I want to tell the boss I'm sick when I really want to go golfing. It's all about choices. But whatever choice you make, I want you to know this. You did not make it to them. You made it to God. Whatever you decide to do, I don't care who you say it to. I don't care what your excuse is. You're making the decision between you and God. God says, I trust you with life. I trust you with my spirit. And I gave you the ability and the power to be honest and truthful. He said, if you can do that and do it the way I told you to do it, he said, your life will be blessed beyond your wildest dream. But in the event that you don't, there's the other side to this coin. And I tell people, oh, no, all you have to do is be honest. Uh, some people in the situation they're in, it ain't because they, you're racist. It ain't because you're a female. It's because you made a choice that you didn't tell nobody about the choice. And because you made a choice, that choice may land you somewhere, man, you did not want to be. If I had made a different choice, I'd be in a different place. So I need to make better choices. Because these people here got testimonies that they was in bad situations. They made a choice and it changed their life. But we keep on going down this way, blaming people. Blaming people for the choices we make. The reason I did this because she, no, you did that because that's what you did. It's your choice. It ain't nobody else's choice. You land in jail because of the choice you made. You lost your, because of the choice you made. You lost a relationship with your kids because of the choice you made. When you decide to bust them upside the head with your fist because they said something out of the way, 
and they ran away, that was on you. I'm grown, and I'm, I'm the mom, I'm the dad. You, God didn't tell you to hit them inside the head because they don't belong to you. He told you to discipline them, not beat them. So when you decide you want to punch them in the mouth to shut them up because you think you can do it because you're the big person, there's a choice to come with that. And later on in life, man, you land on the bed, you're sick, and they won't come to your side. And everybody else thinks they're wrong, but it's because of the choice you made earlier. We're going to all say you're wrong, but it's about the choice they made. So everything you do is about you and God because it's an individual thing. It's not a collective thing. It's individual. We all make a difference if we make a difference. This is my conclusion. It was a young boy in his daddy's office bugging his daddy, and his dad had a big report to do. As he was doing the report, he kept on bugging his dad. You heard the story before. And the dad got sick and tired of him, Katara, so the dad gave him a puzzle of the United States of America. I mean, with the president of the United States on one side. And, and on the other side, it was the map of the United States. So the boy, he get, and the daddy tore the puzzle up, tore the paper up in all these different pieces, and I put this together and then bring it back to me. The dad knew if gonna take the, the, there was no way the boy would get it done and bring it back. The boy came back to his dad within a few minutes and handed the dad the picture. And the dad said, how in the world did you do it? He said, dad, I just turned it over and I put the man back together. Everybody said, it's the individual man that makes the difference in the world. When you put you together, then you change the world. When you start making better choices, man, then your home becomes better. Your job becomes better. Your environment becomes better. Right? It's about you. Whatever you whisper in secret is echoed back to you. Loud. Amen? Get a little hand clap. And this is this is what you're walking away with today? Today. Today. What you choose today. Right? All right, now. So tomorrow you will become what you choose today. Everybody stand to your feet. Lord, thank you. Thank you for each individual. Thank you for making it an individual thing and not a collective. I don't have to rely on my mom, my dad, my sister and brother. I just have to rely on you. And thank you for the power. Thank you for the home you put me in. Thank you for making me a part of that family. Now I'm asking you, Lord, to change me, to make me a better person so I can reflect you. I want to represent you with love in everything I do in honesty and integrity. Knowing that you're in charge of it all. So I thank you and I praise you and I magnify you for each one of these people in this congregation, the people that's on the airways is listening. Give them a love and a desire to live for you and make you the Lord of their life. So you can spark that fire of you that's inside of them. So they can really represent you in everything, in their conversation, in their action, in their behavior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Give the Lord another hand clap. Now, I want to share, uh, uh, we're we going to prepare ourselves for giving. So, uh, listen, giving is a choice.
It's really a biggest choice. It's what you choose to do. But we can't do what we do without you. Uh, you can see the, the meter on the wall is starting to grow. People are making their contributions uh, to the ministry. And so we're trying to reach our goal. Oh, I, ah, shoot. I yep. Yeah, I got to say this. So today we was blessed. Uh, Dr. Abiade's church, I preached for him this morning. And the lady got up and she read a letter to me, Camilla. And the letter was so beautiful. I thought I had it. It was in my walker. But the letter was so beautiful. And they wanted to thank you all. That's what I want to they said well, they want to thank the congregation for allowing them to worship uh, in the back in the conference room every Sunday, and they appreciate us so much. So they gave it's a, all of them are older congregation, you know, they all on fixed income and all that. But they got together and they raised six hundred dollars toward our fundraiser. So, so, so I, that's why I would say that. So whatever you can do, you you know your pocketbook can't tell you what to do, but. We need your help. We can't get this done. Without you. So we, we appreciate it. Give me that mic real quick. Right. Uh, test me. Is it on? Yeah. All right, good. So whatever you, whatever you can do uh, with the fundraiser, please. But remember, the fundraiser is separate from your tithe and your offering, what you give. Right? Uh, so give according to God has blessed you. And I promise you won't go without. I'm a living witness. Amen? Dear Lord, we ask you to bless the offering. Bless those who have the give. And Lord, those who, who say they don't have, show them how they do have and how they need to trust you uh, and not always trust in themselves. And when you bless them, they got to be a blessing to you. And what you give them, give it back to them, good measure, press down, shake them together. That men will bless them. So thank you, Lord, for everyone that's blessing us in offering. Lord, and I give us strength in trusting and loving you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So as, we, as you prepare to leave, I'm, hey, listen, I'm going to go out real fast on my scoop, so y'all let me go out first. So anybody want prayer, so I'm going to have a prayer. To, my wife got on me about this, right? She said, you never at the door to greet everybody. She said, you need, hey, bring my, bring, my, bring my Mercedes over here. So, uh, so I'm going to be at the door to greet everybody, and then Edison all of them will be up here for prayer, amen. If you want me to pray for you personally, uh, stick around. I'll be back. Turn it on, yeah. So, Lord, as we leave this place, never your presence. Be with us. Give us uh, traveling mercies and guide our hearts uh, as we go about this week representing you, making you the choice of our life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, church.